Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're very welcome to Friday Afternoon's Late Lunch on LMFM Radio. Let's get straight to business this afternoon because we have a really lovely story for you. Firstly, uh, on the line to chat to me is Sean Curry. Afternoon, Sean. Good afternoon, Jerry. Good to talk to you. Thanks very much for joining us on the show today. My pleasure. Sean, you have big connections with County Mead and Screen in particular, haven't you? Absolutely. I only moved to Souls there a couple of years ago. We right-sized, as they call now. Um, yeah, the kids are all abroad, so we go and visit them with the grandchildren. And big garden. I wasn't getting any younger, and we moved. Yes. Uh, and, so, uh, but uh, I, have, I, have, uh, I was involved with Screen GFC for a long many time. a long year. So, yeah. And they really long, appreciated long you, and they appreciated you that much. On your 40th birthday, what did they give you? Well, uh, they gave me a voucher for a hundred punts at the time. Um, my first wife died only a couple of years before that. Um, she was very young, so I had two small kids. But they gave me, in fact, it's her birthday today, would you believe? Oh. But, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just coincidentally. Yeah, they gave me um, a few people in, in the club got together and they gave me a voucher for a hundred punts for best. And uh, now I obviously didn't even remember that enough. It was all a bit all over the place. So I, I obviously put it aside into I had one of them old fire boxes you probably would remember. Yes. I don't know whether there were ever any use. But um <laughs> I put them into it but I came across it and I was cleaning it out and uh lo and behold there it was. The voucher so, in the box. And I'm looking at a copy of it here. It's made out, as you said, a hundred punts at the time. To Sean from Alan, Jane, Linda and John, Seamus to uh, uh Seamus and Geraldine as well included on it. And, yeah, and it's for it's for best limited Blanchestown. One hundred yeah. uh, punts, as you said. So it is it has been in that box all these years. Absolutely. And you can see there it's it's Real old-fashioned, lovely handwritten, uh, you wouldn't get it now, a no. lovely handwritten um, voucher. But uh, anyway, I came across it and uh, I just decided I'd call in. I didn't expect, uh, it was more more really to give to them because I thought they might like it. I called in to Best here in Civilians and Swords. And I met a lovely lady there, found her name after there was Debbie. And I asked, uh, I just said, what do you think? And she looked at it and went... Nah, probably not now. It's 25 years old and it's punts. But she said, leave it with me. And the next day I got a call to say, yep, we're going to honour that for you. So I was absolutely delighted. And uh, 
cut a long story short, I'd lost a good bit of weight in the meantime with weights because normally I wouldn't be able to go into shops like that, you know, to buy off the rack. So it all fell lovely for me. So I went down there yesterday and uh, got myself uh, a new trousers and shirt, Gary. So I'm <laughs> tough with myself and lovely. It was in the sales, so it was great. This must be at, one the, of the oldest vouchers ever redeemed, Sean. I would imagine so. The fact in punts and all, I didn't expect, but there were really, really, there was no fuss about it. They just rang me the next day and said, yep, we'll do that for you. Um, and there was no sort of, you know, whatever. So they're going to hang on to the voucher, naturally mm. enough. Uh, I think they're going to put it up on a website or something just to, as a bit of a momentum for, uh, you know, yeah. a, a veneer of a past. <laughs> but it just shows you a good, good company, good, give them their credit now, good company that the women took after their even after this length of time, you know. That's why they're in business such a long time. Stay there, Absolutely. Sean. Stay there. Thank because you. I, I have Deborah Donoghue is supervisor at Best Menswear at the Pavilions in Swords on the line as well. Deborah, afternoon. Afternoon, Sir Jerry. How are you? Lovely I'm, talking to you. And lovely to talk to you too. Well, all I can say to you is fair play and well done. It's great. You honoured the voucher. Ah, look, it's great. It's a great story to the start of the year. It's absolutely brilliant. And my manager, Barbara, and I had the honour of looking after Sean himself yesterday. So Sean's off on holiday, so he got two lovely outfits, and he looks absolutely fabulous in them. So we're delighted. All the stores are delighted for him. Really now. Go on, Sean. Go on. Tell her what you're saying there. I said I'm blushing now in the in the background here, but anyway, he wasn't blushing yesterday. <laughs> My reputation is I ruined. But everyone has. He's a lovely gentleman. He is. We know that, and and this is a lovely story, and it couldn't have happened to a nicer man. But Deborah, from your perspective, you know when you saw this first, like twenty five years punts. Oh my God! Like it, it is such a long time ago. Sean had no expectation going into you, but you obviously had little hesitation. In, in actually honouring it? Uh, yeah, well, look, we got on to um, our boss, John Smith, and he, no hesitation whatsoever, definitely will honour it. Brilliant. No hassle. Brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So what I, I have the voucher actually at the moment, so what I'm going to do is going to give it to John. John's going to put it in a frame and keep it in our head office. Lovely. And and tell me this, in, in, in terms of best menswear, you're a real established company, long time here in Ireland. 75 years, yeah. There you go. This must be one, as I said to Sean there, it's rare you'd come across something like this, isn't it? This is a real rarity. I think it is, yeah, yeah. definitely, yeah, yeah. And our yeah. vouchers, are, this is one thing I was to ask you when you're with me. You know, uh, people at Christmas time, especially, what do I get for somebody? I shall buy them a voucher for best because it's a fantastic shop and it's their years. Are vouchers still a big aspect of your business? Oh, God, yeah, especially at Christmas time, yeah, and Father's Day as well, yes, definitely, yeah. And yeah. Do, you get, do you get a rush of people in at the start of January to cash them in? Yeah, January, February, they're still cashing them in, yeah. We Are get them they? up even to March. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you might get them in 25 years' time in March exactly. or something if exactly. there's another Sean <laughs> Curry around. <laughs> exactly, yeah. I'm sure we'll honour it again then, yeah. <laughs> of course you will. Ah, uh, Sean, this is great. So look, at you have your, your new couple of outfits now. Have you any plans? I have. I'm suited and booted. I'm going, yeah. we're going, we're just taking a week's holiday there tomorrow, so... Uh, I'll be suited and booted. Yeah. And just a quick one as well. My mother will be 100 years in two weeks as well. So, and she is absolutely flying. She listened to the program and she does our crossword every day. So, we're blessed in that end as well. I just had to get a mention, Margaret Curry. 
Margaret Curry, congratulations. 100 yeah. years. Yeah, not and out. she's flying. Yeah, she still does her exercise every morning and she does her crossword and she watches. I don't know if you're we working there, but there's a program countdown on, so she watches that, you know. You're talking to the world's biggest countdown fan here. Excuse me. Well, there you go. Sorry, I thought, but she watches it. Uh, yeah, she watches countdown. <laughs> we and have... She does quite well at it now. To give her a credit, I wouldn't like to go up against her if she's a real aficionado. No. I watch yeah. it. I watch it every. I, I record it, you see, because I'm on here and I record it. Go home nah, every evening stuff. and watch it. And I absolutely adore the show. I think it's fantastic. Where is it she is. living? It's good crack. Where is she living, Sean? She's actually was living in Belurasfai, and now she's in the nursing home here in Swords. Right. But it was more, it was more. She just got to the stage where it was hard for her to live at home. Of she's course. only gone in a year, so it just shows you. But she, she's nearly running the nursing home in there. God bless her. <laughs> <him>, I think. <laughs> a good woman, Margaret. <laughs> I, I love it. And look at what well, you did mention earlier on. This is a poignant day for you, mentioning your mum and your, your late wife. What, what was her name? Yeah. And Neve, 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 okay. Neve Curry was her. Yeah, yeah, she died at thirty-six. She was very young. Two oh, small my, kids, oh, but thank God they all—they all. They all all ended up very well and they're yes. scattered around the world but uh, it's perfect. They have lovely grandchildren now as well so all's good. Ah, it's a She's looking story. down on us somewhere. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I'll tell you one thing, they're chuffed in screen. Uh, they really oh. are. <laughs> uh, you know, for the voucher to be finally cashed in 25 years later. <laughs> yeah, they're probably going, what are you doing to them? But anyway, no matter. <laughs> anyway, it was, it was lost in, 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 in the years but it has been restored and... and absolutely. Uh, and it's uh, been uh, its value has been uh, realised by Sean. Yeah. Well great. done to you, Sean. It's a great story. And Deborah, thank you so much. Congratulations to everyone in, in Bestwear. And can I just say we're looking forward to seeing Sean again in the pavilions yeah. and swords. Thanks Absolutely. very much. Absolutely. Best menswear. Check them out in the pavilions. They're wonderful people and right around the country as well. Thank you both for joining me. Lovely thank story. Thank you very much. Bye God bye. bless. Take thank care. you. Bye. 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 What a fantastic story that is. A 25-year-old voucher. Louise, what do you think? It would be difficult to top that one, I'd say, for anybody to have a voucher longer, uh, you know, in their possession than 25 years. I'd say so. Oh, yeah. Like even... even It's not ripped or faded or... And Sean's is perfect. I'm looking at a copy of it here. Absolutely pristine. And that little firebox of his, it kept it 100%. Uh, good, but uh, well done to a company that would honour. It just shows you mm-hmm. uh, their class. There's a class about them. 75 years in business, uh, best menswear, and no wonder. We covered good. in recent years another, wasn't we it did. a trim, a menswear and trim that got honoured a voucher as well? A long time. Mm, can't remember how long a it was, long but it was a long time. Voucher. Yeah. I'll find out. Anyone out there listening to us today cash in or know of uh, a voucher mm. that was cashed that was uh, old, uh, many or years still old, have it. Or maybe you still have a voucher that you haven't used yet, that you're thinking of using. Get in touch with us. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. And there you are. They're, they're coming into us, the messages already. Hi, Jerry. My sister found a voucher uh, uh, years ago after receiving it. It had been years out of date as well for Arrow Tours in West Street. She went into Ben there and showed it to him and he told her we'll still honour it mm. if she booked a trip there. And then, <laughs> good man, Ben. <laughs> so, but well done to Ben in Arrow Tours. There you go. Another old voucher honoured by Arrow Tours in Drogheda. Well done. Well done to you. Um Got a, a, a one-for-all card for Christmas 22. There was €145 Euro left in it. January 23, out of date, I lost the money. Oh, no. 
Not good. That's not good, is it? It goes down, you see, the it balance. It goes down, but it couldn't go down 145 euro. That could. That has to be. Wrong. Christmas 22, 145 yeah. euro on a one for all card. January yeah. 23, out of date. Lost the money. Is that right? I don't think it goes out of date. Oh, one for all doesn't go out. We're going to check date. that. We'll we'll check that for that listener. Yeah, so we'll, yeah, we'll, we'll do. Our Louise will do a bit of I research. I hope she didn't put it in the bin. Oh, I hope you still have the card. Please say you held on to that card. We're going to check that one out for you to see what we can uh, come up with there. But if you have a voucher that you haven't cashed that's old, if you cashed one in that was honoured somewhere, let us know. 086-1800-658 by WhatsApp or text. Gets us straight to studio on late lunch this afternoon. Are you ready for another one? Are you ready for another one? Yes, January is coming up. January, don't be shy, tell your story to me. A hairy moment for you, there's a grand if you do. I need to know on the late lunch show. Yes, I have a thousand euro cash to give away to one of you this January. All you got to do is come on and join in the January fun and tell me about that hairy moment in your life and standing by to tell me hers is Ronnie McArdle. Afternoon, Ronnie. Afternoon. How are you? I'm really good. Thanks for joining me on the show. Now, we're going back a few years here. Pick up the story. Tell us your story. Well, where do I start? We went, myself and my two children went to go to Mass. The Mass times had changed, so we were late. So we rushed from that church to another church. And when we needed the second church, we couldn't get completely in because the place, as you can imagine, that length of time ago was packed full. Mm. So I was holding my daughter in my arms. <clears throat> we're just in, place full, just picture, late. You know, Mass started. And she said quite loud, what happened to this? What happened to him? Well, I nearly melted. I thought, oh, my God, who is standing beside me and what's wrong? And she kept on and she kept catching me with her two hands by my face to make me turn my head to the left to see. And I was afraid to, (laughs) as you can imagine. Then my son was standing beside me. I can't see. Lift me up. (laughs) Oh, God. So she kept on. What happened to him? And she kept on going on and on. And in the end, I kind of veered to the right and it was a, a, a large cross the full size of the wall with our lord on it <laughs> and then the question started what happened to him is he dead <laughs> so i said you stop that and you know trying to tell her stop me he was saying i want to say lift me up <laughs> the whole place started to laugh and this, my face was so red i thought it was going to bleed the sweat was pouring off me with embarrassment <laughs> Everybody was looking at me and everybody was falling around the place with the laughter. So she said to me, is he dead? And I said, yes, don't say any more. Please don't say another word. Why did he die? Who killed him? I said, stop, I don't know. Who killed him? Was it the one with the blue dress, which was our lady standing at the bottom of the cross? No, I said it wasn't. Was it the boy with the brown suit? which was Joseph. No, I said it wasn't. Now, at this stage, the entire church, and in the end, the priest said, what is the shenanigans going on at the back of the church? (laughs) (laughs) So, again, and that went on. It wasn't as quick as that. It went on for the whole length of time that we were in until Mass was over. So I can tell you now, when I got out of there, I was, everybody was laughing and everybody was saying, what a wonderful child she was. <laughs> Ronnie, I love it. And the two of them in stereo, you know, not one, but both of them. Oh, and, and he kept on, lift me up, I can't see. Because I mean, he was only little, he was four or five, I think. And um, <clears throat> it was just crazy. Like, you know, the, the yes. place was, 
he, they just she just had the place in it as she would in a total uproar. <laughs> Everywhere she went, she asked questions, and she'd be in the doctors. Well, why are you in here? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and she and I don't. You can't ask people <laughs> on top of our rice as well. <laughs> yeah. Oh yes. No holding back. Yeah. No. no holding back. And I can only imagine. I've been in those situations. The the face was flying off. Yeah, I'm sure with the embarrassment. I, I tell you, I I thought I was going. I have to go home and have a shower. I was in such a state because I didn't know what. She wasn't going to stop. I couldn't stop her. She just wanted to know. She she was like that anyway. You didn't give her a half story. She wanted the full thing. I was lucky that was I got away with just that. <laughs> Ronnie, I love your story, and that was a hairy moment, certainly to it tell us. Oh, Pack George, and I can just see the imagine the priest saying, "What's that commotion going on down yes. at the back?" Listen to mass, so I thought, oh, listen to her. <laughs> Everybody well, was turned the other way. The backs was to the priest. I love it. I'm and sure the more, you. Go on. The more she talked, yeah. the more people turned around. You see, I know. Was, oh, God. And everybody was facing me. I'll never forget it. Oh, anyway, that's my story. Ah, <laughs> it's great. I absolutely love it. You're great fun and you're a great sport to come Thank on and you. tell us. You're in the hat. You never know, Ronnie. Thank, Thank you for you. joining me. God bless you. Thank you very much. Take Thank care. Bye bye. That's. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I can just picture it. Didn't Ronnie describe that, Louise, brilliantly there? I have to say, the way she described it, you could see the children. <laughs> you could only imagine. It's something that kids do, oh, don't they? Oh, Lord Almighty. I <laughs> love it. I absolutely love it. Look, folks, you know what we're looking for. The time is getting short. You mm-hmm. don't have a lot of time clock to get in. Ticking. Next week, the clock is ticking. Have you a hairy moment story? We have a thousand euro in cash to give away Come on till late lunch. Tell me your hairy moment and you're in the mix. You could win that cash before the end of the month. 086-1800-658. WhatsApp or text us now or you can call into the main station number there and our Karen will have a chat with you and we'll do the rest. We'll be back to you. I promise you. What have we? We have a minute. Uh, I'll tell you another little one of mine, a little ditty of mine, another hairy moment. Not for me, for my late mother. When I was small, Peter Street in Drogheda. No, Peter Street, big, mm-hmm. big steep street going down to the Tulsil. My mother, late mother, told me one day she, my sister was in the pram. I was holding her hand. Top of Peter Street, there was a fruit shop. There was four to five boxes of oranges all piled up on top of another. And of course, going by the boxes of oranges, nothing <laughs> would do yours truly but to give them a nudge. <laughs> The five boxes of oranges keeled over <laughs> and ran down Peter Street to the Tulsil, where there was a guard at the time directing the traffic. Can you directing the oranges. He was directing oranges. <laughs> my mother said to me, it was one of the, oh my God, what a moment. What a moment that was, the poor woman. Anyway, that's another hairy moment mm. from uh, from uh, my life, I have to say. If you have the stories, get in touch with us. The grand could be yours. Coming up after two on Late Lunch, Mickey Burke, 200 not out for me. On the way to top of the air on late lunch with Picture House. And yes, it's happening today. Won't be happening next week. It's Sunburst. Great! I love TV. We watch TV. TV Themes with Jerry Kelly on the late lunch. Remember that TV movie we saw? TV, TV, TV! 086. 1800-658, the famous number, 086-1800-658, WhatsApp or text me if you know this TV theme. Now this is a story all about how my life got 
got flipped, turned upside down And I'd like to take a minute, just sit right there I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Yes, it's a steal, isn't it? It's a giveaway. You must know that one. My next guest on the show today is now the longest-serving inter-county footballer in Ireland. And he clocked up that milestone recently when turning out for Meath Hurlers in his 200 game. I'm delighted to say hello to Mickey Burke on Late Lunch. Hi, Mickey. Hi, Jerry. How are you keeping? I'm keeping really well. May I say to you from myself, and I'm sure everybody listening uh, uh, today... Congratulations that you are the longest serving now and that milestone of 200. It's an incredible, an incredible achievement. Let me ask you this. Back to when you made your debut way back in 2004 with Mead Footballers. Who did you play against, Mickey? Um, it was against Wexford in, in the O'Bourne Cup. That's how long ago it was, Jerry. So um, the winter of 04, a uh, long, t- long time ago now. It's hard to believe it's coming up to 20 years. Yeah, and Sean Boylan was in charge of the uh, Mead team at that stage. And I have to, with no disrespect to you, Longwood, of course, famous for its hurling. Uh, football there as well, and a lot of football too. But you, you weren't exactly, you know, uh, one of the stars in senior football when he brought you into the squad. That's fair enough to say, isn't it? Oh, that's very fair. Like, Sean, I suppose, of obscurity, really. We were only junior B at the time, and I was a... Uh, a fairly green eighteen-year-olds. So, um, but that was one of Sean's strengths. He 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 would have picked picked lads from lower grades down through the years, and thankfully he took a punt on me. And what a punt that was, because you've gone on to serve uh, the green and gold with distinction uh, at football and hurling. When you know, when you think of all this time later, did you honestly believe? You know, especially you started with football. Did you did you ever believe that all these years later you'd be still turning out and still giving it your best for the Royal County? Ah, uh, no, I don't think anyone expects to play like you know twenty years for their county. I. I I've said it before. Like I, my my dream was just to play one one game, Jerry, um, and that's the truth. Uh, in championship with me, so I f- feel very grateful and 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 very thankful for having such a long career and my club and everyone for supporting me, my family over the years. Um, it's been it's been a hell of a ride. So um, plenty of ups and downs, but uh, plenty of, plenty of good memories as well. I read that about you all right that you said if you got one you'd have been happy and here you are 200 later what was it like you know to run out in Longwood and mark that 200 game sure it was very very special I suppose um, looking back on it now at the time me being me Jerry, I was just trying to I suppose play the game first and foremost and worry about all the the goings on after. Um, I was worried about getting a, a, a scutcheon from some young fella from down, but um, <laughs> it, 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 was, it was brilliant. Um, there was a really, really big crowd there, and to have it in my home club, um, you know, Frank Scully and uh, the chairman of Longwood, you know, I want to thank all, uh, everyone for organising it, Sersha Bulf and the Mead Hurling Manager, um, and the county board for... for you know, put, putting those plans in place. It's something that I'll never forget. What's the secret to longevity? What has sustained you? What would you say is the most important thing? Well, I suppose I've I've always had a hunger, Jerry. I've had a love of my county um, and my club. Um, I'd like to think that I've kept my, my feet on the ground. Um, 
I've never been af- afraid to train hard. Um, I, I certainly wasn't the best player growing up, but I was always willing to learn and, you know, um, do my very best in every game, no matter what that what, what time of the year it was. Mm. I, I had plenty of bad games as well, so um, I kept my head down and just, you know, always made myself available and always tried to be positive and... Uh, yeah, I was just very, very driven and, and, and hungry and um, I never felt like I made it and I still, like I would never put myself in any way up with the, the top meat footballers or hurlers of all time. Um, I wouldn't even think of myself in that regard. I, n- I never felt like I, I made it, if that's the right way, mm. um, of, of, of putting it. I, I always had a hunger and a desire to, to talk out for meat. Terrific, and and you put it so well, may I say there, Mickey, what it's taken to sustain you at that level and all the sacrifices you've had to made o- make over the years a- as well. Um, does it get more difficult as the years clock on? You know what I mean? Recovery times, uh, getting yourself uh, back uh, ready for the next game and that. Does that become more difficult or are you find it as easy as ever? Uh, look, I, I, I think I, I've always tried to mind myself, Jerry. Um, I've always looked after myself. Um, like even going going far as back as ten or twelve years ago, you know, when ice baths weren't that popular or well known, I, w- I was sitting in them after trainings or putting on tights after after games or, you know, trying to get up and go to the pool the next morning. But it does get a bit older as you uh, or a bit harder as you get older. There's no doubt. Um, but you know, uh, as your mother would say, you know, meat and veg and the simple things, plenty of good sleep and plenty of water and. Um, there are certainly little things that, that, that have helped and, and, and do help me. Oh, that's good to hear. The Honey Badger. I love the name. <laughs> Where did that come from? Oh, sure. I was, I was trying to just have a bit of crack on my Instagram, Jerry, um, setting up a page a few years ago, and I liked, I liked the sound of the Honey Badger. Um, you know, it's a small, uh, a very small animal. It's a real animal for people who don't know, and... Uh, it takes on all comers. Um, it does be, eat snakes and fighting, fighting against lions and everything. So I said uh, that that might be apt. Mm. When, when when you look at you, Mickey, uh, like and people do look at you, and I've seen an awful lot of you in two hundred games and all your club games as well. You look like a ferocious character. You know, with the hair and the beard and the tattoos and everything. But beneath it all, rumor has it there really is a soft centre. Yeah, like I, I would have been, I would have been shy growing up, um, and and you know you can probably hear my voice maybe crackling a bit here now even on the radio, you know. But uh, when I got out into the field, I suppose I came onto my own a little bit, and um, I, 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 that that's where I felt really comfortable, and um, I grew up in a pub, and you, you know behind the counter can working behind the counter can be a ruthless place with customers coming in having the crack, um, so. I had to grow up fairly quickly, and um, I would have a, I would have a soft uh, spot, I suppose, beneath it all. Uh, but out, out playing football and hurling was was where I, I uh, came into my own and uh, just became a competitor, I suppose. Mm. And of course, that softness has uh, really materialised since Christmas. Congratulations on the birth of your first child, your daughter Elsie. Wonderful time for you. Ah, uh, it's been great, Jerry. Thanks very much. Um, the amount of well wishes we've got has been brilliant. Um, so, yeah, we did a little baby there before Christmas, the, the 10th of December. So uh, she arrived safe and sound and it's 
we didn't know if we were having a boy or a girl, so it was a lovely, it was a lovely surprise. And um, Gem is doing well, my wife. So it's been, it's been brilliant around the village. Everyone has been very kind to us. Oh, the daddy's girl, you have her now, and I'll tell you one thing: <laughs> you're going to be ruined in the years to come. I know the story. When we go back to the football and the hurling, you know, you've played in many a memorable match. Would you, would you pick a, a game in each code for me that that sticks in your mind? First with football, your most memorable Meath match in in the wearing the jersey. Oh, God. Um, you know, Jerry, I've been asked this before and I'm not trying to dodge it. It's very, very hard to give you a, a, a game. Um, you know, I, I, I've, I've lived my dream. I've, 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 I played under Sean Boylan. I, I played with my heroes. Um, Darren Fay, Trevor Giles, Graham Geraghty. You know, they were the guys I looked up to and Ollie Murphy. I, I feel very, very lucky to have stepped in a field with them and, and, and just just been around for so long in both codes and that's 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 the truth Jerry you know it's mm. hard to give you a, a game you know yes. as such yeah okay look at I, I understand that there have been so many there are so many memories and I, I know how much you admire those fellas you mentioned just a moment ago there were many great games and you gave us great moments here on LMFM radio loads of them over the years as well we're very thankful for that I have to say um you know I look at you on the hurling side of things right and Christie ring the cup the success last September you know what I mean to win that uh, you know it was terrific achievement for yourself and the, and the county team you know at that stage did, did, did hanging up your come on or hurl ever cross your mind at that stage to go out on a high you know what I mean at the top oh yeah it did it did um, Jerry. you know it, it, it would have been a good way to go um, I, I kind of missed the 2016 Christy Ring because I was involved with the footballers and you know I did have it in the back of my mind that I, I'd love to get my hands on one of those medals um, and we fought very hard to win it um, and having the family up there and just you know like it was it was beautiful getting the pictures it would have been it would have been a lovely way to go out but I suppose me being me I, I still once I was asked back in and um, got that call and I felt the body was able for it and. Uh, felt physically I was able to do it. Um, my mentality was kind of have boots, will will travel, and uh, while I'm wanted, uh, I said I'll go in because I know that my career is, is is coming to the end, and I won't be wanted in a few years' time. So I felt when I was wanted and I could give something uh, and perform, I said I'd go back in, Jerry. And you're going to be tested, of course, in the Joe McDonough Cup. Now you're moving up a level, and of course that is. Uh, I know with the likes of yourself and, and the way sport is to the focus and to the fore of your mind, that'll be a great challenge for you, I know, over the year ahead, and I wish you well with that. Back to Longwood, uh, your home and, and the pub at the hub of the community there, the, the the club, the football and the Hurland Club at the heart of it as well. You know, we hear this all the time, but for a man like you, your family, your colleagues and everything, the club is everything, isn't it, at the heart of the community? Yeah, sure, the club is... is is everything. I, I suppose everyone speaks in glowing terms about their own area and, and, you know, mine is the same, you know, I was born in the main street and my father was treasurer for 30 years. My mother was the primary school teacher to taught the whole village, baby infants and high infants for her, for her whole, her whole stint as a primary school teacher. And the club was just a natural progression and it just showed the way the, the, the amount of people that helped out stewards and that there at the weekend for the for the Kyo Cup down game um, and all the kids coming out in their in their colours and 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 uh, black and white colours and hopefully 
maybe you know that might inspire boys and girls to 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 play for the club number one and then uh, and keep it going and maybe pull on a, a green and gold jersey in the future. You know, um, I can't thank uh, Longwood enough and and uh, you know all the surrounding areas. They've been they've been very good to me over the years and very supportive. Well, you know what. The thanks is due to you too, Mickey. I'm delighted that I, I managed to catch a word with you today. What you achieved is unique. Uh, to be the longest-serving inter-county footballer at this time is marvellous. To go over 200 games in uh, both codes, football and hurling, is tremendous. And for what you've done for your club and that as well, it's been outstanding. You are an inspiration to everybody and to all those young uh, people coming along uh, to follow in your footsteps. I wish you many years of continued uh, competitive action and uh, good luck to you in the year ahead and congratulations on a wonderful wonderful milestone in your career thanks Mickey Jerry thanks very much and uh, thanks to you and thanks to everyone in IMFM over the years for supporting me and just any of the, if there's any kids listening you know um, what can be done with a bit of hard work and a bit of effort and putting the head down uh, a, lot, a, lot, a lot can be achieved so um, thanks very much I appreciate it you're very welcome Mickey thank you so much for joining me on the show today wonderful wonderful that's uh, Mickey Burke there 200 200 times wearing your county jersey in both codes what a man what an achievement I'm delighted to have a chat with him today on the show stay with us on Late Lunch coming your way shortly is your Friday comedy fix knock knock who's there that's how it works it's called comedy <laughs> comedy Comedy, comedy. Comedy, sir. Comedy. Comedy. Classic comedy. Classic comedy. On the late lunch. I love comedy. I always love to come across fresh comedy, new comedians, and today is one of those. He's a young Welsh comic called Rhys James. And here he is talking about the circle of life, but from the perspective of having our wash. I've got theories on life. I've figured out the circle of life. It's simple. All it is is this, right? All growing up is, is becoming old enough that you no longer take a bath, you take a shower. Right? And all growing old is, is becoming so old that you take a bath again. That is all life is. Bath, shower, bath, death. That is it. That is all we're here for. Birth, bath, shower, bath, death. That's the whole thing, I'm afraid. Unless you're a Buddhist, and then it's birth, bath, shower, bath, death, bird bath. That's the whole game. <laughs> There's little mini milestones along the way. Of course there are. When you first start out in the world, it's not a bath, is it? It's a sink. That's how it works. <laughs> when you're a little baby, you have a bath and a sink, right? With your mum washing you in the sink with a sponge like you're a plate. It's pathetic. <laughs> it's dehumanising. It's humiliating. You're nothing but a fork to this woman. She looks at you and she sees a mug. You're a literal mug in your own mum's eyes. <laughs> then you get a bit older and you graduate to a bath in a bath, a.k.a. a bath, correct? Then you get a bit older than that and you have your first unsupervised bath. Yeah. Everyone's a different age. I was 15. Everyone's different. <laughs> In fact, before that, before you get to the unsupervised bath, right, there's another one, and that is you will have a bath with a sibling. Now, <laughs> you did do it. Okay, if you've got a sibling, you had a bath with that sibling at one point, and I know you did, because I've got proof, because every single one of you has one disposable photo <laughs> of you in the bath next to that sibling, and one of you's used the shampoo to quiff up your hair. Everyone thinks it's the funniest thing they've ever seen in their goddamn life. <laughs> and they are correct. <laughs> then you get a bit older than that and you graduate to the aforementioned unsupervised bath. Then you get older than that and you graduate to showers. Now that is significant for two reasons. First of all, that is a shift from horizontal to vertical bathing. Holy shit. 
Secondly, is a more dramatic shift from nighttime to morning bathing. Oh my God, what a day. That day, for the first time, I'd had a shower in the morning before school. Ah, that was the day I became a man. That was the atheist bar mitzvah. <laughs> That's how I felt every single day when I had a shower before school, and then quickly that turns itself into a shower before work, and that is a much bleaker experience. That is much less, yep, yeah, I'm a businessman now, and much more, uh, just keep washing your body so you don't get fired. That is it. <laughs> 50 years walking into work every day going, you wouldn't fire a clean man, would you? That's all we're doing. <laughs> there are some people, by the way, who don't shower before work, and those people are self-employed. Anyway. <laughs> then you get a bit older than that, and it stops being a shower before work, and that's because you retire, right? And once you retire, you can do what you want, none of my beeswax. What tends to happen is you get to an age where you're not yet ready to return to baths for good, right, and admit defeat, but you're struggling to keep up the showering on the regs. That means regular. So what you do is, you will have what is known as a gateway bath. And that is where you are having a shower, but that shower has got a little chair in it. That's where you're at. Chair showers for a bit. My dad's at that age now, he's got to have a chair in his shower. It's making him feel really old. So what he's doing to combat that is he is sitting on the chair backwards. And now he feels like a cool supply teacher doing an assembly about drugs. It's incredible. <laughs> so much confidence and sass, this guy. Then you get a bit older than that and you get back to baths. Then you get older than that and you get to bed baths, if you're lucky. It's not a perfect circle, you don't go back to sinks. But a bed bath is just someone bringing a basin to you and washing you with a sponge, so you are a plate again, you're just a plate all over again. Start and end your life as a plate, just an older plate, that's the whole game. That's it, by the way, if you get to bed bath age, you don't really spring back to showers after that. If you get, you sort of die next, that's why it's called bed bath and beyond. But that's life, isn't it? That's the circle of life. Birth, bath, shower, bath, death. Or to be more specific, birth, sink, bath, brother, bath, solo, bath, shower, school, shower, work, shower, chair, shower, bath, bed, bath, death. <laughs> He's a smart guy. He is Rhys James there with your comedy on Friday. You know, Louise, the weather's so cold at the minute, you wouldn't feel like getting into a shower or getting washed. It's, it's too cold I... to get washed. Uh, have you not heard of hot water? You know what hot water. But you have to take everything off and then make your way into the shower and then come out afterwards and it's freezing. No, I. I How think... long do you have to walk into the shower? <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's just enough to be frozen. No. Is it in the west wing? Is the shower, Terry? <laughs> and, and you get undressed in the east. <laughs> when I think of me poor mother with the two of us and a metal bath in front of the fire, that's what we had. We had no bathroom in when in our terraced house when we grew up, um, and it was always when we started off as children was in the metal bath. But no, I, I think I have a, definitely have a theory that in weather like the last two weeks, you don't really need to wash much ever it's it's more important in the summertime when the sweat's rolling out of you and the hot weather that you do need to shower then but this weather once mm. a week could do you that's why I'm in here and you're way over there <laughs> I beg your pardon <laughs> <laughs> yeah listen you don't is it a slight aroma you don't <laughs> I'm only of links. I'm only of links. <laughs> well, that's to mask the underlying aroma. No, I'm only kidding. I'm about it. I'm about it. You never do it yourself. Give a quick squirt here and there. Of course you did. We all did. Yes. <laughs> 
<laughs> of course, I'm only kidding. I know you are. So listen, with the crack we have in here is fantastic. <laughs> oh, by the way, on a serious note, come <laughs> back to the one for all because you've done a little research. Somebody told us they lost all their credit. They got a card November 23, <laughs> had a look at it over a year later. There was no credit left in it. What's the story? You've checked it out. Yeah, now, as far as I can see, I could be wrong here, but I do remember something because we I, I know it was sold on but we had the, the founder, founder in with One us for all we had Michael Dawson yes we had um, it doesn't there is no it doesn't expire the One for All card does not expire so you don't run out after a year however um, depending on when whether you buy it like if it's before November I think it's 12 months and after November you get 18 months so after the 18 months say mm. if there is a balance on it yeah they will take a and it hasn't been used. They will uh, one for all will take a charge of one euro forty five from what I can see a month. Okay. So if you fifteen euro after that, eighteen months. Yeah. It'll go down by one forty five. On, until you use it. Yeah. So you use it or lose it. Yes. So, so if we're reading right, and that girl, that lady, still yeah. has has one hundred and forty five. Yes. Well, then she should still. The card, she should be able to use the card and there should still be €145 minus €1.45 depending on how many months per month. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she never used it and they just kept taking it. But it only looks as if she had it a year. So I'm not 100% sure there. So just re-clarify that again. When you buy the card and say there's €145 on it, that Mm. €145 stays on it untouched for how long again? It should be, um, I think it's 12 months if you buy it before... November, I think, whatever, and then yeah. if if after that it, it goes for eighteen months. Okay, but after the eighteen months, if it's there's a, still a balance on the card, one forty five, one euro forty five will be taken per by buy a one for all off the card per month. So spend it, spend it, or, or you could lose it. And that person who has that, mm-hmm. I hope you still have that card because you should not have mm-hmm. lost if it's that amount of money you're talking about. You should not have lost. That's the no. Message. And if it's only four, they said yeah. maybe just over a year. It was five years. Yeah, probably the yeah. money be gone. Like yeah, but, but not a year. No, no, certainly not just over a year. You're with late lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon after the break. Jason Collins, once of this parish, wonderful guy, is joining me on the show, and he's going to enlighten us about the problem with subtitles when you're watching TV. You're with Late Lunch on LMFM Radio this Friday afternoon and I'm delighted to say hello to a very good friend of ours, former LMFM man, flying high elsewhere at this stage, Jason Collins. Welcome back to your Almer Matter. Thanks very much, Jerry. Happy New Year to you. Can I, can I still say that now a couple of weeks then? You can, because we haven't spoken, of course. And the reason we're speaking today is really, really interesting, because we're going to talk for the next while about subtitles on TV. Away you go. Tell the listeners your story. It involves your parents. Yeah, I have two elderly parents. My mum is 83, my dad's 77. They're both hard of hearing. They've been deaf all their life. Um, I'm one of three siblings, and we're all fully hearing, but we grew up in a deaf households with my, both my parents hard of hearing. So we've we've always grown up around the deaf community and we've always grown up with subtitles on all the programmes uh, with Airtel back in the day, CFAX on BBC and, uh, you know, the triple eight, the 888 to get the subtitles up on the screen. The issue was last week I went into my parents' house checking my mum to see how she was doing because she hasn't been great uh, lately. And I noticed as she was watching the one o'clock news on RTE that there was no subtitles, which it's really weird, Jerry. There's always subtitles on, on, on the news. It's the 
the main thing, uh, live, live subtitles. And I said to my mum, is this just now or has this been going on a while? And she says, it's been gone about two months. And then I thought to myself, well, maybe it's, maybe it's just the, 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 the box that they're using in the kitchen. So I said, I'll double check. And I went into the sitting room and I brought up, I got on RT1, got on the news and tried to get the subtitles up. And it didn't work on that either. So then I went back to my mom and I said, how long's it gone? And she said, it's gone about two months. And I said, is it just the news? And she goes, no, it's uh, apart from all of the live news, like the one, the one o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, it's gone on the late, late show as well, or any live, any live program. And I said, okay, that's really weird. And I said, is it still coming up on the likes of Neighbours and Coronation Street? Because she watches all them. She goes, yeah, it is on them. So I went to my dad then and I asked him what the story was and he confirmed that it was gone the last uh, gone the last two months and that it was really really annoying to the point where they they can't watch the the TV as they as they used to. So at that point I I, I just sent a tweet uh, out into the world and I copied RTE and that and I said what's the story? Um, my parent my deaf parents rely on this. It's gone and no words that 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 it had gone or whether it was coming back. And at that point last Monday, uh, Liveline, Joe Duffy asked me to go on air and talk about it. And I spoke to Colm o, uh, O'Mangan about it. And he, within the within the call, Jerry, he came back to say, oh, this is actually an RTE technology issue and it's not Virgin. But since then, they've kind of backtracked. There's a bit of backtracking going on. But that's, that's the gist of what's happening. When you think about how reliant your parents and thousands of others are on those subtitles, you know, to keep in touch with everything, this is a huge issue, I have to say. Now, let's just clarify something. This has been an issue with Virgin Media only, the subtitles. Correct. Correct. I double-checked if it was an issue with Sky. I got a few of my friends. Uh, I don't have Sky, but I got a few of my friends to, to check. And Sky is working still. Um, what what actually had transpired on the on the Liveline phone call was that some people had complained that well even though the Sky one is working it's not in sync so when people are speaking live you know in the news it takes the, you can take up to five seconds for the for the uh, word to appear correctly and sometimes it doesn't appear right but at least at least they're still offering a service whereas with Virgin Media for the last two months it's gone and you know what the thing that really annoyed me about about all of it, Jerry, is they never they never put out any communication um, saying that we apologise for the loss of subtitles like they would. You know the way the little message pops up saying we apologise for the loss of sound when the sound goes, um, but they didn't ever do that with the subtitles and they never communicated to anybody who was deaf that, that the subtitles were gone um, for whatever reason and when they were coming back. And they're only, I've seen statements from Morty since that and it just smacks to me that they're saying now it's a priority that they've been working on it. I only think they're making a priority because it was raised and it's getting out in the public domain and people are unhappy about it. It's typical of Ireland, Jason. You know, it, there's information there, but it's never disseminated. And when you think about it, RTE, the biggest communications company mm-hmm. in the country, should really have been on the ball with this one. Fair play to you for raising this. Can I read a statement that our Louise got from RTE this morning, knowing that you and I were talking? It says, towards, Absolutely. Let, let me read this. Towards the end of November, RTE became aware that some viewers of RTE programmes on Virgin Media were having difficulty viewing subtitles for live RTE programmes. 
The problem does not impact the broadcast of the actual programmes, but affects the live subtitles only, i.e. those that are input as the programme is being transmitted. It has taken some time to diagnose the exact issue, but we are working with Virgin Media Ireland and our supplier to resolve it and hope to have a fix for the issue shortly. RTE takes great pride in the provision of access services and we are anxious to resolve these issues. That's uh, come into us just in the last while from RTE. What do you make of that? Well, the last line is the is the one that really I'd have great, the most umbrage with, that they take pride and that they... You know, if they really took pride two months ago, they would have let their would would have left the deaf community know that it was an issue and that they were working on it. It just seems to me that they're they're saying one thing, but really the the re, the reality is they're only doing it because people are complaining now. Um, some people had said to me was a was was it a cost crushing thing, and um, I was trying to figure out would it be, but in this day and age, Jerry. Captioning is uh, is not as expensive as it was. If you go on a YouTube, if you upload a video to YouTube, for instance, you can get a caption on it for for really quickly with an app uh, for for uh, not a lot of money. And I imagine the likes of RTA would have better technology and better software to be able to do that. So I don't know. I'm not really happy with the with 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 the, with the statement that they came out with. I don't think they take a great amount of pride in it. I've actually made a form of complaint to them, Jerry. And uh, they they haven't replied to that or even acknowledged it. Fair juice to you. You are raising a, a vital issue, I say again, for a lot of people who've been silent on this, I'm sure, up to now. The other thing you mentioned there, just to pick up on, you know, with Sky and that, God, there's nothing more annoying. And, and, and I watch subtitle programmes yeah. quite regularly, I have to say, and uh, I enjoy them. But when it's behind or out of sync, Jason, give us a break. <laughs> yeah, it's really annoying. It's really annoying, and uh, well, I, I, I heard a gentleman say that as soon as it starts to get out of sync, he just knocks it off because um, a lot of deaf people can lip read. Uh, it's you know they can lip read partially because obviously not everybody is facing the camera at all times, but they they know when something isn't syncing right with what's uh, what's being said on the screen, and people will just turn it off. You know, it's a, you you don't want to get a, a, a partial kind of um, a partial effort at it. But I should say, like Jerry, there's 103,000 people in Ireland who are deaf or hard of hearing. And then apart from them, there's also people who, like parents who would have children who would have sensory issues, who don't want to have a, have the telly up um, quite loud, so they would put subtitles on. There's even, I've had friends, foreign nationals come to me and say, well, I use the subtitles because when I'm trying to improve my English, I, I, I put the subtitles on the on the programme so I can follow it more closely. So seems like there's a, there's a variety of different kinds of people to, uh, who are using it. But with the deaf community, it's obviously the highest. One in 12 adults uh, use, use subtitles. And, and that rises to six in 12 adults if they're over 70. Because obviously when you get older, there's a chance you might lose your hearing and it rises to six in 12. So there's a huge amount of people in Ireland who rely on the subtitles. And it's just... So I just I, disgraceful is it's, it's a strong it's a strong way to put it, but I don't know what other way to put it. It's just not on that they they left the deaf people two months without subtitles, and they never bothered at one point to say why it was happening or when it was going to come back. Just shows you, you know, but for you now, Jason, raising the hair on this, this would have gone on. And you are speaking for a significant community in this country who haven't got a voice either. I commend you in what you've done. And don't don't let this one go because this is so important to so many people. 
You did mention in a Facebook post I read as well that uh, people can get in touch with RT. So there may be people listening to us today who are affected by this and haven't uh, raised the issue so far. And I just want to mention that if you want to get in touch with them, it's accessfeedback at rte.ie. That's accessfeedback at rte.ie if you want to send them a message directly and put your case to them. Well done, Jason Collins. Thank you, Jerry. Really appreciate you highlighting the issue. I think it's really important. It really is. And thank you for joining us today. Best of luck with everything. And I'm sure we'll be talking again through the year 2024. Thanks a million. Thanks, Jerry. On the issue of subtitles on television programmes, we have a short statement just landed from uh, Virgin Media. Louise Zayed sent it into us. Thanks, Louise. It says, this is an RTE issue and we're currently working with them to fix the problem. We understand how vital these services are for our customers and we hope to get this matter resolved urgently. Thanks indeed for that clarification, Louise. Just come from Virgin Media. Further to my conversation a few moments ago with uh, Jason Collins. Um, Jerry, you did well having a metal bath, says Anne. We had a tub, four children, cleanest in first. Could you imagine the children of today having to contend with that? Not on your life, Anne. Not on your life for sure. Sean McCardle has been on to say he uh, won a love draw to virtue with us here on LMFM Radio about two years ago. It says it expires in 27. So I'm okay, am I? You're okay, Sean. Yeah, because Louise, that's the five years. If you got it in 22, you have five years to use the voucher, Sean. So... Travel up that M1 soon, young fella, and cash it in. Mm-hmm. And they they accept it in loads of places around the the area here. So it is that one is certainly still good to go. Um, just back to uh, what was I to go back to? Oh yeah, Mickey Burke. Yeah, some messages in there for Mickey as well, congratulating him on his 200 game for Mead. That's some achievement, Louise. I, wow. I did say to him yeah. at the time to play 200 times for your county. It's absolutely wonderful. What a great. And what the average is. Uh, I'd be a good bit below that now. Mm. Certainly, well, he's an exception. He really is. And, and one, of, one of a kind is our Mickey. Um, the Traitors. <laughs> I told you yesterday. You should be watching The Traitors. It's just riveting stuff. Now, the knives are out, Louise. The backstabbing. The whole lot. You know what I mean? The prize. There's 120,000 or something wow. at the minute in the pot that somebody's going to walk away with at the end. But it really shows, you know... There's no loyalty. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. The faithfuls, the faithfuls are one crowd. The traders, there's only a few traders and no one knows mm-hmm. who is what or what is who. But one of the one of the ones who thought he was under the radar as a faithful but was an awful traitor was outed last night. Gone. And uh, the celebrations when they got rid of him as well was something else. But it continues tonight on BBC mm-hmm. One, nine o'clock. It is well, well Isn't worth it amazing like, that that came from, I, well, I, I think it's loosely based on Among Us, the kids game that they all love about the little animation figures going around uh, hooting people off the spaceship right. and all that so it's great that, mm. that that's underpins oh, this does it yeah, yeah okay okay so it comes to that well done anyway it, it's a terrific show I am thoroughly enjoying it I want you to tell them the story I want you to tell them the story not Malta I want you to tell them the story <laughs> no not Malta <laughs> <laughs> not Malta folks I'll leave that one with you. Just can think about that. You'll never know. I know. Not Malta. 
have you got a brighter shade of red in there at the moment? Yeah. I think you have. My blood pressure's gone through the it, roof. It's like me when the, when, the, when the singing comes on. Anyway, uh, I think, I by the, the way, I think that singing, you know, I think one thing, you see that pilot song, January, I think that could be the catalyst to get it re-released again and back in the charts. What I think, think so, yeah, absolutely. Big straight number to number back, one. Straight, straight, straight to mm, number one. With you on the focus this time. <laughs> Anyways, not Malta, but... The church, the church, your story in oh, the church. You, you have a, we, we heard a church story today, a wonderful one from mm. Ronnie McGardle. But I, your I, oranges put me in mind of that <laughs> one. Louise, Louise is just, I think you should do a book of hairy moments, to be honest with you. Anyway, tell them about the you. Was time. it you and a pal in the church? Go it on, tell them that one. Years ago. And I remember there was, I think it was, I think it was either the bishop coming to Navin or a local priest that was ordained and it was first mass. Anyway, St. Mary's Church in Navin, which is a big church, it's styled on an opera house, as you know, Jerry, And it was heaving. It was packed to the rafters. And myself and my cousin, God rest her, Siobhan, we were at the very, very front of the gallery. Okay. Very front of the gallery. So, like, there's nothing. There's You look over and you just see down. Okay, so you're, uh, just to explain, you were upstairs, upstairs in the church on the at gallery. the back. At the back. Okay. Yeah, the gallery goes round in a yes. semicircle. So okay. we were at the kind of the mid section. Yes. And the the offertory, isn't it the offertory? What do you yes. call the plates? The offertory plates came round and they were wicker baskets back then. I remember mm. them. They used to be wicker full. Like, oh, people would throw in their envelopes. You know those envelopes yes. that were left in houses? Mm. People put their troker boxes into them at the time. It was, it was Lent in time, but the cash went in as well. This was heaving of cash. It cash. was full of coins, oh. full of paper money, but full of coins. So it was passed around the church. Yeah. And by the time it came to us, it really was teeming. And I got it and I remember it was so heavy and I went to pass it to Siobhan. Your friend. We were only like about eight or nine. <laughs> and um, she missed it or she didn't or it toppled or something and it toppled over the gallery. Uh. So you're talking hundreds and hundreds of coins <laughs> Raining, it was pennies from heaven, basically. <laughs> Raining down on the poor devils underneath. below, underneath. <laughs> you know, that's it. You just look over and you just under you see walloping down on their heads. I love it. Didn't know what was going on. Money flying everywhere. <laughs> I love it. I love and it. I think we got out as fast as we could. I'm sure you did. Yeah. I'm sure you did. Mortified. I, I can just picture it. I can just picture it. The coins Cute. raining down. And from that height, they'd cut the head of you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! We're just bang, 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 bang down below, <laughs> and people just going wallop on the top of their heads and looking up what is happening. See you, money. I love it. I love it. A fantastic hairy moment. We're reminding you again with thousand euro to give away to you, one of you for your hairy stories. If you have a hairy moment, let us know. Oh eight six eighteen hundred six five eight by WhatsApp or text. I give Karen a shout there at the main reception number. Have I time or, or what? Am I, how am I fixed for time? How am I, You're not. I'm not fixed. No time. No. I'll hold it then. Okay. I'll hold it. You'll have to just suffer in suspense out there. Anyway, heading off to the top of the hour at three o'clock in the company of one of the most successful recording artists at the moment. It's Miss Miley Cyrus. And when Louise used to be young, the coins rained down. I don't mean used to. Let's have another listen to our TV theme. This is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to 
take a minute, just sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called... Yes, Mr. Will Smith and the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air was the answer I was looking for and I got loads of them in, to be honest with you. Well done to you, Tracy Collier, you winner. We prize this afternoon on Late Lunch. We'll be in touch to make the arrangements. And thanks to everybody who joined in the fun and sent me in an answer this afternoon. Now, it's time for this and Late Lunch. The Late Lunch Artist of the Week Artist of the Week Yeah, very popular choice uh, from the reaction I'm hearing Creedence Clearwater Revival are my Artists of the Week and I mentioned yesterday, well they didn't last long they really had a couple of years when they were outstanding and I said yesterday uh, it's often wondered what might have been well, what has been really is that Tom Fogarty, one of the brothers who were uh, part of the band, died in 1990 of AIDS, a blood transfusion he got. He contracted AIDS and he died. That left Stu Cook, Doug Clifford and uh, the brother behind and uh, John Fogarty and the boys never, ever really got together. There was a wedding. Fogarty had a wedding in 1980 and there was a bit of a coming together. But really, they never, ever did. The fractures were too deep. There was just an ongoing rumbling row. There were opportunities to do it, but they never did. The arguments were so, so awful at times that Cook and Clifford formed Clearwater Credence Revisited in 1995. John Fogarty took a court action against them, said they couldn't do that or use the name. So they had to change the name to Cosmos Factory, which is part of uh, Creedence history. But when the courts heard the case, they overruled John Fogarty and they could use the name Creedence Clearwater Revisited. Anyway, it never happened, never will at this stage, but we have great memories in the songs and music they've left us. And today, it's one of the most famous. Here is CCR. With the bad moon rising. Clearwater Revival, my artists of the week on Late Lunch this week. Final uh, verse from them there. What a song that is, Bad Moon on the Rise. It's a terrific one, Bad Moon Rising. And what a band they are. Still have a huge following out there. Still regarded so highly all these years later. Short, brief career, but wonderful indeed. I'll bring you a new artist or artist of the week on the show next week after three each afternoon. Final break of the day in the week on the way and uh, back with us again this Friday is David Sheen and he's looking ahead to the weekend's action in the Premier League. There's a paucity of local sporting action this weekend but the Premier League continues, well 50% of it does because uh, they've split a, a week's a weekend's games into two. Five games last weekend, five games this week. So David Sheen, what a relief for you and I last week because Arsenal didn't lose. 
They didn't lose, Jerry. No, they did us proud. Um, they were away sunning themselves in Dubai um, over that little break. So it's well for some, a well-earned rest after their uh, exertions in the first half of the season, you could say. Um, back in action against Crystal Palace tomorrow, half-12 kickoff mm. at the Emirates. Uh, five points behind Liverpool, who we'll talk about in a second. But yeah, they, they really need to, uh, to get back to winning ways, Arsenal. They've no wins in their last four in all competitions and only one win in their last five in the Premier League. So they've really hit the skids. It's quite surprising, I suppose, that they are only five points behind Liverpool, given their, their recent run of form. Crystal Palace, for their part, have their own troubles. Roy Hodgson's job is under a bit of pressure. There's talk of Steve Cooper, who was recently sacked, of course, by Nottingham Forest. Talk of him taking over at Crystal Palace. They've only won one in their last 11, so they're in, in dire straits altogether and could really do with a win. Just looking back at some of the recent games between these two sides at the Emirates, and Crystal Palace have taken a point away from uh, North London on a few occasions over the last few seasons. And, you know, Jerry, we we know well now you can't always rely on Arsenal. In fact, you rarely can rely on them. So, um, you know, surely to God that they'd win this game at home. Um, they've had a little break. They've had time to reassess Mikel Arteta has been off uh, mixing with celebrity chefs and all sorts over in Dubai so they've had time to to reflect on what's been going wrong and whether they can resolve that uh, tomorrow well you'd like to think so it's it's an ideal opportunity against the Palace side that are are 14th in the table and as I said are in a really bad run run of form at the moment so I, I, I hesitate to say surely Arsenal will win this one, Jerry. but um, they, they really win. They really need. It's a must-win for them, given the mm. form they're on, and um, it would be an ideal time to, to snap out of that bad run. I wouldn't be putting the, the house on them, but they should they should win that game. Uh, ah, probably, yeah. not by, probably not by much, maybe 1-0, 2-1. There'll, there'll inevitably be a soft goal conceded, but hopefully they'll, they'll do enough to get through it. 1-0 to the Arsenal always did me in my lifetime, and I'll take it again tomorrow. You mentioned Liverpool. They have a tricky assignment on Sunday. Sunday. They're away to Bournemouth, who were on a great run. They lost their last game before the break, but up to mm. that, I think uh, they had six wins or something in, in a short yeah. space of time. Yeah, four wins in their last five. Four and the, five, uh, was it? Premier yeah. League Fly, yeah. flying. Yeah, I didn't go back any further than five games, but yeah, four four wins uh, out of five. They were on a great run there, and um, you know they've done a really good. They've done. They've had a really good season. They started off a little bit slowly. Gary O'Neill who was probably harshly removed as, as manager of Wolves last season, has come in and I think, uh, you know, was an underwhelming appointment from, from Bournemouth's point of view in terms of supporters because he wasn't a, a big name. Uh, he didn't have a huge track record behind him, but he's worked wonders with them. And as I said, they're on that good run of form. Solanke, former Liverpool player, of course, Dominic Solanke, eight goals in, in his last eight. So he's on a hot streak of form as well. I will say, though, uh, 13 Premier League meetings between the sides, only two wins for Bournemouth. And of course, they were whacked 9-0 by Liverpool just over a year ago. And that was at Anfield, of course. I expect this game to be a lot tighter. Mo Salah is obviously away. Picked up a little hamstring injury yesterday as well at the AFCON. So he's missing for Liverpool. And hopefully, from their point of view, he won't be out for too long when he does come back. But um, yeah, I, I could see this one being a tricky enough one for Liverpool. I do think they'll they'll sneak it, but I, I think it'll be a tight enough game. And I'd say Liverpool maybe to win it by the odd goal, but I expect it to be to be a tight enough one for them. And the Bournemouth will really put it up to them. As I said, Solanke looking to to do some damage against his old team. So uh, Liverpool to to sneak that one, but I don't think they'll have it too easy. Yeah, that Spaniard that came into Bournemouth, he had a sticky start. They they've selected him to replace O'Neill, and and I thought they were doomed early on. But he's found his feet in the Premier League, and they certainly are a different proposition uh, since he since he you know what I mean he, he, he yes got, and thanks thanks for very subtly correcting me there Jerry. I'm mixing up my managers of course Gary O'Neill is now at Wolves having been harshly yes. removed at Bournemouth uh, I think I need to go down to the to the doctor and have a chat but yeah <laughs> as you said there he did t- he did start slowly when he came in 
Uh, and, and you know, people were wondering if he's the usual stuff in England. Oh, does he know our game? And is he up to the, to, to the standard of the Premier League? But they've they've really turned it around uh, in recent times. And yeah, I, I, I think Liverpool will, will win it. But I really expect them to be put to the pin or collar to get the win against, against Bournemouth. Now, um, just to mention, I'll come back to the Premier League. Tonight in the TLT, there is something local. Underdrogs is on. This is a, a new feature by Conor McGuinness mm. about two seasons of a following Drawdy United, you know, uh, booking the odds or railing against the odds to stay in the Premier League. You're hosting a Q&A, I know, beforehand. There, the, it's almost sold out. There's a smithering of tickets if anyone wants to go along to the TLT this evening. But that's going to be an interesting night tonight. Yeah, and I've seen a few snippets of it, as, as you probably have on online as well. It looks like a really good, uh, really quality production. And Connor is a very talented, talented young man, and has been in around the club uh, for a number of years now. And I first kind of, I guess, met Connor during the COVID times when we were doing the broadcast and, and doing them online and everything else before LOITV came in. And he was a really, really good lad and really knew his stuff. So it's great to see something like this. Um, coming out and it's something I think that the League of Ireland could do with more of you know um, these kind of fly in the wall documentaries I'm sure Kevin Doherty I must ask him later how much editorial control he had over the <laughs> the, the final output but you know there's, there's some nice footage from the dressing room there's some nice interviews with the players I'll be speaking to uh, France Piero who's a new signing Jack Keeney likewise and then Gary Deegan and Kevin Doherty they'll all be joining me on stage at around about eight o'clock for a Q and A, and then the actual um, documentary itself will will come on at about half past eight. Doors at seven o'clock. Uh, all the proceeds go to the Gary Kelly Cancer Support Centre as well. So, as you said, there there's a the handful of tickets left. I was just looking at the website before I came down, and there's a, there's a few tickets left. All right, but um, if you're quick, you might get on and get some. And I, I'm really looking forward to it. It promises to be a great night. And as I said, hopefully, you know, we'll see more clubs doing this kind of thing because it can only help to promote the 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 the, uh, the league and to to show people what does go on behind the scenes. Um, so yeah, really looking forward to that one. Should be a great night, Jerry. Let's just pop back to the Premier League before we finish. Mid-season, uh, we made predictions before it began. Have you revised your predictions at all? Who are going to be champions? It's a more interesting race this year with Spurs, Villa, Arsenal, City and Liverpool all in there. Who's going to win it? Come on, today in January. Oh, Manchester City, I think still. I mean, Liverpool have actually surprised me a little bit. I think they, they, they've done really well this season. Five points ahead of, certainly ahead of Arsenal at the moment, but uh, who are in fourth, of course. But yeah, Liverpool, I think, have, have had a really good start to this, a really good first half of the season. But it's it's just so hard to bet against Man City, Jerry. They've got De Bruyne back now. Haaland's been going through a bit of it. Well, he had a, obviously has an injury, but he'll be back shortly as well. If if Manchester City have everybody fit and and well, it's it's very difficult to bet against them with the strength of the squad they have. Um, at this moment in time, of course, it looks like Liverpool will be the the, the closest challengers. Mm. I don't think Arsenal are going to put in a challenge. Um, Tottenham, I don't see that either. So it looks like it's going to be between Liverpool and Manchester City. Uh, and yeah, like I say, you know, all all things being equal, Manchester City, if they can keep everybody fit. You know, you'd imagine they would win it. One other, just before I let you go, one other interesting line this weekend is Ivan Tony is back for Brentford. Yes, uh, linked with Arsenal after his lengthy ban for for the betting um, scandal. He's back, and Brentford had had put up a post, uh, you know, welcoming him back there uh, the other day. But Tony himself on his own social channels was ma- making noise about whether you know, I don't know whether I'll be I'll be going in this window or in the summer. So. I don't think that went down too well with Brentford. He probably owes them. You know, they backed them. They stuck by him. Um, they weren't able to cash in on them, of course, while he was banned. So uh, he probably he probably owes them at least the next um, three or four months until the summer comes and, and keep them up because they are in a little bit of trouble. So that one on uh, Saturday at half past five, Brentford are at home. Uh, so that, that should be an interesting game as well. Nottingham Forest with a reasonably new manager in as well. 
so yeah, that's one to watch as well. To see how Ivan Tony settles back in after his layoff. It's amusing to watch social media and to see um, the people posting uh, the result of that game in advance. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. I, I got that from one or two individuals who shall remain nameless. But um, but yeah, and actually, just just one other thing. I know we were focused on the Premier League. The Ladies National Football League is back this weekend. Me, the way to Mayo, and uh, Antrim playing loud. Both both local sides with new management in this season as well. So that's uh, something to keep an eye on this weekend for for GA supporters. It certainly is. Anyway, good luck tonight and uh, thanks for joining us again and we'll see you Friday next, David. Thanks, Jerry. Take care. That's David Sheehan there, our man with Friday Sport, as usual, looking ahead to the big Premier League games this weekend. That's a lot on Late Lunch for another week. Thank you to all our guests who joined us during the week, to you, our listeners, who are with us every day, and to my producer, Louise Walsh. Couldn't do it without her. Thanks a million, Louise. Eddie Caffrey's on his way with the drive here on LMFM Radio. The weather's changing. It is going to get milder from this evening. There's a hell of a storm coming on Sunday. You won't like it. And next week. Oh, don't even get me started. Anyway, don't worry about the weather. We'll be here to brighten up your days each afternoon on Late Lunch. Do join us. And if you have a hairy moment, think about it the weekend. A thousand euro could be yours. Keep an eye on our social media. Anyway, we'll see you Monday half one. Take care. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss.